Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. Again, he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be, when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here that thou shalt say no? Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent, and took a hammer in her hand, and went softly unto him, and smote the nail into his temples, and fastened it into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin, and the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Verse 31 of chapter number 5, the Bible says, So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. And the land had rest 40 years. How many of you, now this is honest, uh, this is just, I just want honesty. How many of you follow the story now that I've read it to you and you've read along? How many of you follow it? How many of you are lost? That's all right. Honesty is the best policy. I hope I can help you with this story because it's quite fascinating what's going on here. Uh, how many of you are familiar with this story? Would you raise your hand? How many of you, it's the first time you've seen it, or at least it's the first time you've seen it in a long time? And uh, me too. And how, how interesting this is. Now, I must confess, and I want to make a disclaimer. We live in a New Testament age, and the practices of the church and the practices of God's people uh, should not be and are not as brutal as they once were. And I would dare say, though God wants you to stand up for him, he does not want you to drive tent pegs through the temples of the enemy, okay? But he gives us examples of people who are both willing to serve the Lord and than some who are not. And we have an example, we have a story here that I hope will be an encouragement to you. Here's the story. The setting is this. After 80 years of rest, the people of Israel fell into the hands of Jabin, a Canaanite. Uh, the Jabin, this king of Canaan, he, uh, he, had led the ch- he had conquered the children of Israel, and now for 20 years, They've been in great bondage. Now, they've been in bondage. The Bible says they were in bondage to something that I find interesting. Their great prayer and cry in the beginning of this chapter is they cried to the Lord because they were in bondage to Jabin and his captain, Sisera, because they had 900 chariots of iron. Now, honestly, that's a big army at those days. And that was the most advanced piece of military equipment that you could have in those times. But I want to ask you a question. Is 900 chariots any match 
for Almighty God. No. Now, it saddens me that so many Christians live in bondage to things that are so much smaller than their God if they put their trust in him. I mean, we get in bondage to this sin and that sin and that, this addiction and that need and this. You fill in the blanks. And we say, I would serve God, but. Now we start making excuses. So we see the children of Israel in bondage because these people had 900, 900 chariots of iron. There's a lady in the crowd. Her name is Deborah. Now, I'll just tell you, I believe God calls men to preach. I don't believe that God calls women to preach. I don't think that that's a statement that's unkind or cruel. You know what? God never called me to carry a child. He didn't. If I ended up great with child, we're going to make a lot of money on that. It's going to be unusual. God didn't call me to carry a child. That's something he trusted my wife with. And I'm not stomping around mad because God didn't choose me to do that. I'm thankful. <laughs> God gave us specific roles. But I'll tell you something. In the work of the Lord, in the work of the Lord, God is not bound to keep Women from rising and being used. God wants women to be used in a mighty way. When I think of faithful people in Christian service, I think of a whole host of women. Praise God. And it's a sad statement. It's a sad event. And it's a sad testimony for man, for men and manliness in God's work when there are no men around that God can trust and God can lean on who will listen to God, obey God, follow the Lord, and God, in those times of absence, raises up men, or raises up women like Deborah. God uses Deborah in a mighty way. And I'd recommend you name your, name your daughter Deborah. What a great name. It's a name of, of great honor. She was a woman that God used in a mighty way. Thank God for Deborah. I remember years ago, the first time I preached, I preached a funeral with an older Pentecostal lady. I dreaded it so bad. I dreaded it so bad. I remember walking into that funeral home and talking to this lady. And she put things in perspective for me. And I found out that she had about a depth of spirituality that I could only dream of. I walked in and I said, I said, hello, my name, I'd heard about that I was going to be preaching this funeral with her. I said, hello, my name's Cody Sturgill. And she introduced herself and she was so gracious. She said, she said, I'm so glad you're here. She said, now, if there's a man around, I always want him to do the preaching. So you do the preaching today, and I'll just talk to these folks. I've been working with these people for years. But since there's a man around today, I want you to do the preaching. I said, well, thank you. That was, that was a kind thing for her to say. But this lady, in the absence and the dearth of spiritual men, she'd risen up and was being used of God to win the loss to Christ. And I thank God for her. I don't believe God called her to preach. I don't think God wants her to pastor a church. But God used this woman in a very special way. And here's Deborah. God's work in Deborah's heart. Deborah considers herself a mother of Israel. And God's working. God's moving. God, as she's walking with the Lord, the Bible calls her a prophetess. God calls and says to Deborah, she says, he says, now, Deborah, there's a man. His name's Barak. Hey, 
Deborah, the man's name is Barak. And you need to talk to him because I am going to deliver Sisera and his 900 chariots and the armies of Jabin, the king of the Canaanites. I'm going to deliver those people in the hands of God, uh, to the hands of the Israelites under the leadership of my servant, Barak. So she calls up Barak. Barak says, hey, you know, this is a big deal. They have 900 chariots of iron, but he says, here's, here's what I'll do. He looks at Deborah. He says, if you go, I'll go. If you don't go, I won't go. It really is considered a faithless act on his part. As a matter of fact, Deborah says, all right, I'll go. But, but this battle will not be for your honor. He says, she looks at him and says, Oh, Sisera, he will fall to the hand of a woman. That's the prophecy. Look what, look what she says. I just want to show it to you in the scripture. I like it. If I can spot it. Verse number 8. Barak said unto her, If thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, for the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. <laughs> That's the prophecy. He said, that, She said, It's fine. You trust the Lord, you've got the honor, but Sisera's going to fall at the hand of a woman. So the story continues, and we see in verse number 10 that Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali. These are two tribes of Israel, of the nation of Israel, and they bring people, they bring 10,000 people up to, to go and to, uh, to address this battle and take this fight. Verse number 11, now Heber, the Kenite, the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent on the plain of Zanum. So the Bible gives us a little bit of a, a parenthesis here, and this lets us know that the that there's a group of people, the Kenites, of whom one of the chief women in the Kenites, her name is Jael, has actually told Sisera, you remember who Sisera is? Has told Sisera, the captain, that the nation of Israel is gathering at this certain spot. And so she's kind of sold them out, but God puts it all together and makes the plan come to pass. Now, everything begins to happen. Sisera leads his 900 chariots to this certain spot out on the river. Israel brings their 10,000 down to this certain spot on the river. And God gives victory to the nation of Israel. God gives victory to the nation of Israel. Uh, they are utterly destroyed. And when everything's falling apart, Sisera being the coward that he is, Sisera the captain, he gets, he lights, the Bible says, he lights off of his chariot and he runs away. Where does he run to? He runs to his so-called friends, the Kenites, who just told him what was going to happen. And when he gets to the Kenites, he goes to the tent of Jael. And when he goes to the tent of Jael, Jael says, come on in. He says, I'm thirsty. I don't know if there's any significance to the fact that he asked for water and she gives him milk. But he asked for water, she gives him milk. Maybe just she wanted to lull him to sleep. The Bible says she covers him with a mantle, which is like a big blanket. He says before he gets covered up and goes to sleep, he says, if anybody comes, don't tell them, tell them I'm not here. 
He goes to sleep for he's very weary. And Miss Jael slips to where he is with a tent stake in her hand and a hammer and pins his head to the ground through his temples. And the children of Israel, that's pretty gruesome, isn't it? The children of Israel have victory over their enemy, peace with God for 40 years. God used a bunch of people to accomplish something great. Now, folks say, boy, it's awful what happened. I'll just tell you this. If Sisera had won the battle, every Jewish woman that had, was part of the, the men, around the men that had engaged in that fight, they would have been tortured and taken great advantage of because they were wicked. And war brings out a different element. But God used these people in a very special way. There is a New Testament application. These folks acted in faith. And as we conclude this message, I just want to draw a couple points. Number one, Sisera. Oh, Sisera. I want to remind you of this. Sisera rested in his military might. He rested in the things that he had. And resting in the things that he had and forsaking God cost him everything. No amount of earthly strength is a match for omnipotent God. There's an interesting thing that is mentioned in chapter number 5. They go to the river of Kishon. It's where they meet to do this great work. They go to the river of Kishon and... God says in his word that he delivered them. I want you to look at chapter number 5 and verse number 20. As they're singing and praising God for the victory that, they had, that God had just wrought for Israel, here's what they prayed. Verse 20 of chapter 5, the Bible says, They fought from heaven. The stars and their courses fought against Sisera. Most Bible commentaries believe that God sent some type of a storm, a flood, a rain, something from heaven. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible, Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chillhowiebaptist.com.